0: Hey guys, welcome to episode one of the Red Barrel Gamers podcast. I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Trevor C.
1: And he's joined with Andrew Rasmussen.
0: And hey guys, thank you guys very much for joining on in. Um, we are excited to kind of kick everything off and uh, start this uh, start this podcast with everything. So uh, uh, with it being our very first episode, I'll kind of go uh, into kind of introductions as to who we are and... Uh, why we kind of wanted to do this. So even for myself, I've known Andrew for 27 years, actually. Yep, long time. Very, very long time, and I gotta say, our biggest connection point has got to be video games.
1: Yeah, it definitely would. I mean, it's something we both loved from an early age, and I think that it's something that we both have a passion for, so it's easy for us to connect on it. It's something we can always talk about. And luckily, the industry itself is always changing and evolving, so it never leaves anything that you can't talk about. I mean, there's, there's always something new, which is exciting, especially in the time that we're in now, where a lot of us are confined to our homes, and it's a great time to be a gamer.
0: It's a great time to be a gamer, but you know what? Here, here's my question to you, man. Hey, what was the first game you remember playing?
1: Uh, man, see, for the, for me, and it's tough to say, you know, that's so long ago, but back then, I didn't really have... I mean, there was Super Nintendo and stuff, but it was mainly PC games, and and I, I'd, I'd have to say it was one of the PC St- Star Wars games. I can't tell you which one. I know that there was...
0: It would have had to have been.
1: Well, it would have had to have been, but I, I as far as which one, I don't know, because they all had... There were so many different ones, and there was a lot of the the old ones I'm thinking of had the live-action people in them, like they were recorded into the game.
0: See, I don't even remember that. You you and your dad actually, like your dad actually got those games. And uh, he was the reason why you started playing that. My dad and I, we, we played one PC Star Wars game and it was Rogue Squadron. And that was many years later from when I played my first game, which the, honestly the only thing I remember is I would come over to your house and we would play one of the earliest games I remember, ooh, maybe it wasn't even at your house, was, uh, oh, crap. Actually, you, you know what it was, was pinball on the PC. Pinball, I remember playing yeah. pinball on the PC, and you only had to hit, like, your Z button and B button or whatever to hit the left and right uh, joystick. Shortly after that, the one of the big things I remember was getting the Super Nintendo and playing Donkey Kong Country on it. That was one of my big breakthroughs with getting a console and everything.
1: Well, and Donkey Kong Country kind of changed the game itself in the way that they made the world and how you could travel between areas. There was different. There, there was almost different worlds that you could visit, which changed the scenery from other Donkey Kongs. Which obviously you had mine carts and all of the other different levels, but mainly you could diff- visit different worlds, which is I think that's kind of what expanded on me, and that's what shows you from playing all the very simple games that there's that kind of showed us that there was more out there and that there was definitely more to come. The industry wasn't slowing down at all at that point.
0: Yeah, nope, right there with you. You know, it it took me into my college years or right right after high school, but I actually didn't own, like, I didn't own a Sega. I didn't own an NES until after college because after, or after high school. After high school, I went on a spending spree. And I went and I bought many old consoles because I, I, I wanted them. Like, I really wanted to. And that was back when I was working at GameStop as well, which were dark times in themselves. But, but I only started with the Super Nintendo. I can't remember if you had something else.
1: No, I had Super Nintendo, and I didn't have anything like Sega or even. Because then, even when I had that, you know, we'd get the N64 shortly after. We did. When I got into it, but then, back then, the diversity of video game systems—you had games on Sega Dreamcast that no one else could play, and that was, that also, that also spurred on spending to get to get all the different games. There was more exclusives back then, which made it easy, which made it easy to get into it. Honestly,
0: you know what? I was actually thinking about this the other day. I am. You know what? We're gonna have to look it up too. How many? And it would have to be a percentage. How many PlayStation 1 games do you think were ever created?
1: Well, I don't know, it, and that's a tough question. I wouldn't, you'd have to go to Google for that because I am I'm, I'm sure there's Japanese games on the original one that never got over here, and right. so.
0: Well, and the reason why I even start off like that is because each new console, us as gamers are wanting, we want more and more detail to go into them. And for developers, that's taking them a hell of a long time to make with that. So PlayStation PlayStation 2, more specifically, had so many
1: games. So many games, and, and it's not just the fact that there's so many games, it's the fact that there's games for everyone. PlayStation 2 revol- revolutionized everything to where there was more kids' games, there's more family games. Co-op m- games. Co-op games, multiplayer. I mean, that's that's really... Hands down, Playstation two is as far as pushing as far as moving the industry forward, Playstation Two is I second to none. My,
0: my vote still goes to the PlayStation Two still being the best console of all time.
1: Well, and that's when we you had sure, you had the Zeldas and stuff like that for and earlier so for earlier systems that that had open world but you didn't get anything like that until you got to PlayStation 2, the real ones that roped you in, you could devote hundreds of hours to. What was your what was
0: the biggest open world game you probably played on the PS2?
1: Well, so it's tough to say, but it, this is early PS2, but I put a lot of hours into Grand Theft Auto 3.
0: That was a re- game freaking changer. By the way, game well,
1: changer. Well, and, th- and that's why the PS2 could do that, because you look at the Grand Theft Autos before that, 1 and 2 were basically above head, looking down on the character that you're playing, and it was, for lack of a better term, it was more like a 2D game, and, and, yeah. and you could really change it, you could put the cityscape, and just the power of the PS2 changed gaming. Yeah, and you can say that for every console that comes out, but the PS2 just did it different, and and we had it for so long, and they, PlayStation's been a juggernaut in the industry for forever. Yep, and so which we
0: will we will get into all of that later on. I know there's probably going to be a lot of you guys out there who are going to go, oh, are these guys just Sony fans and stuff like that? Actually, no. To be honest, like. Like, have I been leaning towards the PlayStation more from this past PS4 versus Xbox One phase? Absolutely. But PS3 versus Xbox 360? Look, I didn't get the Xbox 360 when it first came out. I did get the PS3.
1: But later
0: down the track, I got to tell you what, Xbox 360 was my console choice.
1: Yeah, I ended up getting rid of my PS3 for the just and only had my Xbox. And I am someone who is much more of a PlayStation fanboy I I always have been but if a if a console comes out and proves to be better that's not going to keep me from buying the better console just because I'm a PlayStation fanboy. So well here
0: let's let's kind of go off of kind of your taste and then we can kind of shift back into me because again this is our first introduction and I guess you guys want to know a little bit more about us. So what from all of the games you have ever played all of the consoles you know Talk about your favorites, and then talk about your least favorite thing you've ever played. Games? Yeah. Start with games, and then go to your consoles.
1: Uh, games. That's and that's tough, because I have favorite games, and then I have favorite series. As far as favorite video game, it's still... And this is the beauty of gaming. Just like everybody has a favorite movie that means something to them, and, and it's, it's strange that this would that this would be my favorite game still, but it's Fallout 3, and the, one of the big reasons is just, you know, I was going through a hard time moving back from college, my first college didn't work out, I had just gone through a breakup, and I was able to immerse myself into Fallout 3's world, and it did such a good job, I could I could put 100 hours into one playthrough easy. In a week. Easy, and <clears throat> and so that's a good, yeah, in a week. And that's <laughs> the thing about video games is, that's not the greatest game ever made. I know that. It's my favorite because it means something special to me. It was a time when I needed it, and Fallout 3 was there for me. It was, and that's why it's my favorite. How about you?
0: You know, this is tough for me, but I, I've i narrowed it down so many times, but A, for a lot of you who don't know me, but you guys will come to know me, look, I'm, I'm not the best reader out there. I'm not. And a lot of my very close friends definitely know I'm not a good reader. But, but if there's one thing I cling to is I am captivated by great storytelling. I truly am. And honestly, this came way later in the it came way later than I thought it was going to, but the last of us won. I, for the PlayStation 3, I immersed myself in what that story, that world like, because also here's the other thing too, it's not so fictional that it makes it unbelievable. It's actually even based off of a real virus that infects ants currently.
1: Right. Th- that's what it is,
0: and it's so- well. We all
1: play the zombie game. We've all played a hundred zombie games, and exactly this, this changed. The, they're still. They act. They move. They behave. In like, a zombie-like yes, fashion, yes, which is which is awesome. But you're right; they changed it just enough to the point where it's a new, it's new, it's new. It's not and, the same zombie. game.
0: And again, I'm not going to get into Last of Us Two, which, ooh, remarkable game. But when you go, when you ask me, hey, what was something that really clung, you know, cling to you as like your your favorite game? Honestly, Last of Us One, it was just so great. I, I was. Uh, even the simplicity because it's not over the top for customization it is literally like look you've got yourself this little handful of weapons that you have and you find these small little bolts these little bit of pieces that you get to customize into it and it also it doesn't it doesn't try to do something so absurd when it comes down to it like like, like, for me, with Fallout, for you, right, there's the laser guns and stuff like that, and, like, the way things have to be made to be a weapon. For this with The Last of Us, it's like, look, this is still apocalyptic in the sense that the world, you know, could not uh, fight this infection, right? But it's still regular weapons. You just have to use parts to create yourself like, you know, the attachments onto your weapon and stuff.
1: Yeah, like and I can appreciate a game like that because it's, it, it like you said, as far as the menu system goes, and you, you it's basically, you have what you have, and it is simple to that point. Be, and, and I can get behind that 100% every now and then because Last of Us 2 was, a, in a lot of ways, the same kind of inventory system. It, it was. A, a little expanded, but in a lot of ways the same kind, and so... Which you I don't didn't play need those, it to be more. Yes, exactly. I do not I'm need saying. it to be more, as you a matter. Don't, you don't play those games very often, and so when one comes around every few years, I'm okay with the symbol. I'm okay with that, and I look for it, actually. Because you've been playing, like for me, and actually I another great game right now is Ghost of Tsushima. Great game. Absolutely great game. And another good thing about that is it's the same style. You have, sure, there's... A hundred different headpieces and headbands, which <laughs> yeah. and we'll get more into the games in later podcasts because I have, I've got thoughts on that as well. But it was simple. I I have one sword, I have two bows, and a bunch of different clothing options. But it's that simple style, and that's and I love that. But I also love the over the top customization in your Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and you know, and everything like that. Those are awesome too. So it yeah. just depends. For me, I get bored of one thing very quickly, yeah. and so that's why the mixture of those two, maybe not one right after the other, is great for for mixing up, first of all, action, pace, style, and and it makes for a great play. And you know what? My
0: big shout-out goes to two specific games that I felt actually did a remarkable job with that. The Witcher 3? Yes. The Witcher 3 remarkable still had customization, still had somewhat of a simplistic inventory at sometimes the potions kind of I felt like were a little much. Yeah, the po- but, the potions and the but, sals
1: could get a little over the top, but you didn't need to do that.
0: No, you didn't. You didn't need to do that. Um, but just like Ghost, lots of different armors and stuff so, which you had to do quests and find these pieces to bring them all together. Yeah. Which was which was awesome. But but hey, back, back to, and again, we will talk about that. We're, we, we, again, we love talking about it so much that we sometimes get ourselves off of it. Yeah, we're product. trying
1: to stay on our task of just basically introducing, introducing ourselves. and saying what this is about.
0: But And actually, guys, hey, so Andrew had just simply asked me because I had also asked him what favorite video game comes down to it. But you know what? Let's move past from that because, again, for me, it came down to a story. For Andrew, it was the world.
1: Yep, absolutely. It was the
0: element behind that. Um, with customization, with the combat system, you know. But now, what was your fa- what has been your favorite system?
1: It's, I mean, it, like we're gonna have to go back to it. It's gonna have to be the PS2. The amount of games, the amount of games we were introduced to. A lot of series started with mm. the PS2. A lot of them started there. So, great games that we love and know and are obsessed with that we play today. A lot of them. That we're waiting for are sequels to something that started on the PS2. True. And so it's tough to say. I mean, I've as far as it, it's also tough because I do love the PS4. I do love the PS4 and what it's brought to the table. Yeah. But but I'm gonna have to go to the PS2.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I still think the PS2 has got to be my favorite um, because there because here's the other thing too. PS2 unlike when we talk about next gen and i think when we talk about next gen it's the element of when we finally went into you know this whole world of high definition that to me is when we finally crossed that bridge with the xbox 360 the ps3 you know when we were still on those fucking tube TVs part of my language but that's what it was we loved we loved the simplicity that some of the ps2 stuff brought and for me just and this is what we don't get nowadays. I loved the co op aspect. I loved sitting next to my friends with two controller ports that we had to have for the DualShock 2 controllers, and we were sitting there enjoying co op games together all the time. That was one of my favorite things because nowadays co ops
1: have to be online, they have to be, you know, synced up, and I think it just. I th- I think which is can't... another reason why I'm so in love with Cuphead right now because what
0: a great game! Shout it, out it, to creators it, it, for Cuphead.
1: It brings the couch co-op back. Couch what a co-op, good
0: statement with that couch co-op.
1: Yeah, it brings the couch co-op back, which is I've not seen for a while. And, and Cuphead's kind of a it's kind of, it's it's already a cult classic, I would say. But they so it's caught steam. Just recently got right when it came out on the PS4, I bought it right away. And it's great it's great it's it's obviously very challenging very yeah. challenging but to be able to play a very challenging couch co-op with your buddy is something else it's awesome it's awesome and and, and I'd like to see that move forward yeah but it's obviously the industry goes off where the money is and the money might not be in that
0: you know what let's let's go ahead and let's kind of dive into you know. We've talked a little bit about our own past likes and a slight little bit of our dislikes, but let's dive right into you know what we are expecting from the industry moving forward. You know, like what what are your predictions? You know, let's let us let let us dive into this. I know it, look, we're not gonna try to do like this console war, this side versus that side. Honestly, from what you have We will seen, get into that. We will get into it, but you know, on a very basic level. I want to talk about just the amount of freedom that developers are going to have. What do you think we're going to see that we haven't seen before?
1: I think we're going to have to turn to indie games for that because we say amount of freedom. Indie companies are the ones that have the freedom, whereas luckily it hasn't changed the quality of games. But a lot of a lot of companies, and even these indie companies, you would think that their goal is to sign on with a larger company. More money, larger budget, that means more employees. Better distribution. That means better employees. You can find the best employees and poach them from other companies. But, so I think as far as indie games, that's where we're going to see... And indie games aren't for everybody. They're not. they're they're not. not. I mean, a studio with just a few people making a game, It's. I can understand why it would be tough to get into that. Like, I just recently played... An indie game, it's a side scroller, which I'm not a huge side scroller fan, but it caught my attention. The story, the art, the all the lore behind it was blasphemous. And it was great, and it was good to see that they just came out with a free DLC for it. Free LC. I am glad to see that there are there are indie companies that can make it and that's that is who is going to push the envelope forward because that doesn't necessarily take away from the quality of a game because if a company's with a larger like so if they're with a larger company if they're with a larger company that means that they're going to have the budget and so we've seen that that hasn't necessarily taken away from what these companies are with you know uncharted with with the last of us you know all, all these naughty dogs and they all started out small too and so it, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes with the new systems and we don't know yet we've only had a few games announced for each and that was good to see the playstations the playstations revealed because a lot of those were indie games and
0: and that's what I think I'm excited about but I think one other element that I want to put in there is I am ready for the next round of the feel of a game what What do you mean by that? so what we had during this era of PS4 and Xbox One was a real first dive into VR. We had our first... And it wasn't... It was, And here's the thing. It wasn't just those two giants. Like, remember on the 360 when they brought out the Kinect? And yeah, the Kinect was incredible.
1: It. And it's like, oh, you're mo- you're capturing my motion. You're doing this. I yeah, and at the time you're like, how can it get any more advanced than this? You know, at the right. time. And happened- actually
0: think about what happened before the Kinect. It was the Wii. Right. Before the Kinect, it was like, oh, I've got these move which well the PS3 also had the dual you yeah, know but, it, but it had joke. the six axis and actually, oh man, what was that what was that really bad PS3 game that you were like there was a dragon like layer? Yeah. It was something like that. You had to use your controller to tilt it and move it to control your
1: dragon when it was and, flying and, around. And which sounds cool on paper, but, and can be cool for certain games, but it just wasn't fun.
0: It just wasn't fun. But, but, but everyone was like, oh, we need to get motion. There's got to be motion in video games, right? So we, we saw it with the six axis, we saw it with the Wii. Here comes the Kinect. It's your whole body. Now here comes VR where you are in the game yourself. So I'm wondering what's, how, where, where are we getting to with the next thing? Are we going to see some form of interaction where now instead of like just a basic VR, we're going to have ourselves maybe like an element of where it's a cross between a VR headset and like a Google Glass. Where, and if you guys don't know about from Google Glasses, the biggest thing with a Google Glass is it has a camera that actually looks in the direction you are looking. That's the biggest thing. So now, what if we step into these games where not only am I immersing myself in what I'm supposed to be seeing, but it is creating a world via a camera that's in front of the VR headset. I'm led to believe that we are going to see something super crazy like that during this next thing because now, us as gamers, guess what, we need something more. And I'm sorry, handhelds?
1: We need something more, but also, as far as that goes with VR and the next step in video games, before that can happen, VR needs to be perfected, and I don't think it is right now.
0: It, well, but that's what I'm getting and at. And so before, What's the before, next step of perfect, in your own opinion,
1: what is the next step of perfection for VR? Well, you see, some people, and whether it be on the internet or whatever, that have these built into their home, where it's almost like a treadmill, where it turn, you can turn and run, mm-hmm. because that's what's missing in VR is I. Oh, guess. you mean like those dome pod things yes, that they stand yes, on, and they're yes. like actually running with? I'm only. Yes, I mean, I mean, but that's the thing is, your average person can't have that. I mean, no, imagine, I mean, imagine, the, imagine mean, the cost and the I space. I mean, maybe
0: with those stimulus checks. And even then, that's probably
1: just the down payment. Yes, I mean that's the way. I, I don't even know if you can buy that. I think it probably made. <laughs> but, but so, as far as the next step in video games, in that aspect, I don't know where it's going to go because we need to see VR itself perfected.
0: And again, I, I bring up that next point. Where do you think? Okay, hold on. Let me actually take it back. Instead of talking about the next step to perfect it, where do you think it lacks? Like I, ha- I don't have a VR, so I actually I, don't I, and, use it on a regular basis. And don't know.
1: Well, I've only ever played other people's VRs. which exactly. They're awesome. Like, you played it, and it all depends on the game. Like, obviously, Beat Saber, wildly popular. Wildly popular. But, and, and it's fun.
0: But that's a new version of Dance Dance.
1: Yes, but, yes, yes it is. Which I'm saying that that's where I think it's lacking, is I can't move. I still am, I still basically have to use a controller to move my character. I'm not moving myself.
0: You know, I'm with you there. I think the next element is how am I as the gamer able to be that character? I think that's the biggest thing with VR, right? The whole part about it with virtual reality is you are now becoming even more so of the character
1: than you would when it's just the control, and that's the goal. Is we all want to identify as the character we we like. We like certain characters because they mean something to us, and if we could be even more, more into that character, that's even better. That you can't go wrong. I don't know if you ever saw this, and we'll have to definitely look this look this up. But there was a
0: vest. It, it may have even been a full bodysuit. I don't know, but I know for a fact it was a vest that actually used certain points within video games to, I don't know if it would shock you or push on you or something, or use sound waves to where if you linked it into your system and you played a game, if your character got hurt on a certain point it would basically react to it and cause you to feel that impact.
1: Yeah, and obviously that's another step it can take. We we don't and we'll, we'll need to do some more research before in one of our Upcoming episodes we talk more about it, but it's a good starting point for for talking about VR because we just don't know yet And you know what? I'm excited to see what you know what it truly brings Okay, so yeah, I mean leaving VR behind We we have a lot coming up that we're going to get a ton into episodes about but Just this initial introduction. We're gonna go over a little bit with the upcoming systems. Obviously. That's what everyone's thinking about Here within the next month, we should have price, date for everything.
0: Well, hell, in the the next couple months, we have got the console supposedly.
1: You know, like this is the thing that it's twenty twenty. I don't expect anything to arrive on time or when I want it to.
0: I I, I'm with you there, very much so. And you know, but 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 here's the thing: there are so many of these like
1: retailer um, like leaks that are going around. Yeah, like Amazon, and then Best Buy had one. I mean,
0: then... be- Best Buy had one. There was this other online retailer that sent a couple of the, like, I don't know if they were co-hosts or who they were, um, like, via IGN, and they were just like, hey, hey, we just got it in our system, and it's now going to be this. Now, the one thing that I keep hearing, $500. $500. See, I've heard 600
1: well, but here's... I saw nine—I four, saw 499 euros. I did see euros too. It will be... But here's the
0: thing. I, I strongly believe that, A, Microsoft laughed in the face of Sony when they did that with the PS3. I think they laughed in their face when they did that. I don't see Sony making that same mistake and I don't see Microsoft making that same mistake. I just don't see it. I think it You'd will. hope not, but... I, honestly, I'm led to believe I think we are going to see $400 for a disc-less-based... Digital only. Digital only, but then you will see... I think you will see $500 for a disc-based systems. 100%. I think that's what
1: you're going to see. I agree. I, I, I could see that, and I'm obviously myself, and everyone's different. We, I mean, Trevor and I worked with someone at GameStop. Cool dude. He just something in his brain said I want the case. I, I mean, like I, he said I like the new video game smell.
0: It's you know and wh- people
1: are like that. And so I wouldn't blame anybody for getting that.
0: They they are very much like they are very much like no I need to have that steel case with that disc. You know, I need to have the new thing. Like it's gotta be there. So we know that there are... There, there's, there's a market there. There's there a market there. Is. 100%. And you know what? Companies like GameStop need people like them. Because guess what? I can't even tell you. I think I have purchased three. I think it was three disc-based PS4 games since the launch.
1: I have not put a disc in my PS4 for three years. It's... Because, it, because obviously, we know the PS PlayStation problems with when... When Trevor if I'm playing with Trevor and he's got a disc in like hmm. it sounds like an airplane's landing I mean everybody I, knows how loud systems oh are oh my them. gosh and so I so obviously and I don't know a ton about the technical part of it but I would assume it's harder on your system to, to be running a disc
0: you know what it has to be because you're not you're th- 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 there's only one part to this that I think will be very interesting to see what happens and here's the thing this whole new layout that these systems are supposed to have this flash memory these brand new ways of these ssd memories storage bases that are supposed to save this data it is going to be very interesting to see you know how efficient that and that's the biggest thing right i think the fan has to work itself to death because it's like oh god there's so much data and crap that I have to read from a disc. And it's just got to pump out extra you know, power to even play the video
1: game. And that's just my assumption. I don't know if that's harder on your PlayStation 4. It sure sounds like it. Oh, it is? But I don't know for sure.
0: You know, but there is one element that I think is going to be very interesting. And again, it goes back to kind of this whole... As, as a gamer... My big thing is if my system runs smoother, great. I'm very happy with that, obviously. But my bigger thing is I want to invest money into the company that went, hey, our fans of this system believe in you, the game developers. I want you guys to create something incredible. I need and I will put money behind a company that backs up the developers because guess what? They are the ones. It's not necessarily Sony or Microsoft who are leading the charge. It's these indie companies. It's these game developers who are like, guys, this is what they put in front of us. We have to make something incredible to run on it. What do we got? Well, they're the guys
1: putting 80, 90 hours a week into these games.
0: Huh? Yeah, seriously. They know that people are going to be like, going nuts over this. And I, here's the thing. There was there was a thing I saw on Twitter, and, uh, and this this is one of my wrap ups. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of do my final spiel on what I believe in terms of my predictions and everything else. Is when I look at both PS5 and Xbox X Series. Here, here's what I've got. I don't care about the size. I, I don't care that the PlayStation Five is taller.
1: Trevor's not a size guy.
0: For my fans <laughs> that are for the fans out there that are laughing.
1: Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, I got you.
0: Uh, Wow, that threw me completely through a loop. But uh, I will compose myself. Um, (laughs) No, no, what I'm... (laughs) That was was a really good one. I had to. Uh, No, open door, open season. Um, What I will say, though, is I I don't care about the size of the console.
1: Okay, yeah. Console, yeah. Console,
0: yes. Um, Because guess what? The size of the console... Isn't going to directly correlate to me on what the games are going to be able to be able to be played on there. To me, I don't care that the Xbox X Series is more of a original Windows 98 PC, you know, like layout. I don't care that it's a, almost a perfect square yeah. with that. I don't care. I don't care that the PlayStation 5 is going to have wings on the side, that these plastic disc covers that you can basically peel off if you want to customize them. I, I don't care about that. It is cool though. It is cool, though. I want something new. I want something adaptive. Now, and here's where my edge does lead to the PS5. And actually, I was recently tweeting you this. Was that they were talking about a game called Lockdown that's going to be coming out. And one of the things they will do is if your gun jams, at least on the PS5 for the DualSense controller, your triggers will lock. And you cannot fire your gun.
1: To me, that's new. It's innovative, and that's and like we've been talking about. This whole episode is innovative. That's what we're looking for. We want something that's, new. We, that's want what something, I want. we want something that's, that we've not seen before.
0: And here's the thing: there's a lot of you out there that goes, "Guys, it's not even important. Like, why does that matter? You know what? There's it might not be of, important to some people. It, it might not be. But here's the thing: I'm a guy who I immerse myself in the world i want to feel the next round of everything and you know what's cool to me is that guess what as opposed to clicking fully down on a controller when my guy's character's running around and he has to blow on his gun or he has to he has to hit the magazine to pop out the the bullet that's been lodged in the barrel or some crap like that now i don't just see my character doing something i'm feeling something and you know what as a gamer that's gonna tell me to react differently in the game. Yeah, that's my big thing. So and it could be key for multiplayer too. It could, hundred percent. So my my first leg of everything is look, out of both consoles, a they're gonna be incredible. B they're gonna they're gonna bring us incredibly visually appealing games. We know that if you also have the TV, which that's another thing too. But but look, we're going to have remarkable stuff coming our way. And that's for both consoles. My only thing leading me down the path of leading more towards the PS5 than the Xbox X series is I'm like, I don't care if it's a, quote, more powerhoused system. What did you do for the developers to bring me something new? And you know what? Actually, that DualSense controller, even though it looks like a freaking boomerang to me, you're telling me that it has something that actually in-game could be unique I'm all for it. Hell, when the PS4 came out and the freaking light bar for the PS4 DualSense controller told you about certain games for your health. I don't know about you guys, but I play in the dark. And so when I all of a sudden see this red light emulating from my controller because my player's health is low, I feel more in the game. Absolutely. That's where I'm coming from. So. My, my feel is this Xbox will do well, but I think right now, I think right now the biggest step is PlayStation. I think they've done the right thing and they've started off well. The right.
1: And like all things, is some people have only ever bought Xbox, they'll only ever buy Xbox, and so be it. I, everybody has their own opinion, and everybody should have their own opinion. I, I totally feel that way. I mean, I, like I said in the beginning, I am a PlayStation fanboy, but I won't deny some of the things Xbox does. I just am a PlayStation guy as far as if I had to choose between the two. Now xbox could come out of the gate with some big hitter and say this is huge okay let's talk yeah but but and time will tell and this is and this is just us introducing you guys to our thoughts our feelings on video games just just a start of our of the first episode of our podcast so we will definitely have more topical based issues and topics to talk about it's 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 going to be more regimented, and we're going to dive into a lot of great topics. Absolutely, guys.
0: Hey, if you guys stuck around to the end, thank you guys so much for listening.
1: And hey, we'll catch you back. And thank you so much for, for joining the uh, for joining the Red Barrel Gamers. Thanks for joining the lobby. Absolutely. Until next guy
0: next time, guys. Game on.